Welcome to the Voice of Albertan with Disabilities podcast for December 2023. I'm Teresa McRavich, your host and VADS Program and Service Manager. Thanks for joining us today. Voice of Albertans with Disability gratefully acknowledges that what we call Alberta is the traditional and ancestral territories and gathering place for diverse Indigenous peoples whose histories, languages, and cultures continue to influence our vibrant communities. We make this acknowledgement as an act of reconciliation and gratitude to the many First Nations, Métis settlements, and the six regions of the Métis Nation of Alberta and Inuit who have lived in and cared for these lands for generations. In today's podcast, I'll be talking to Rebecca Steinhubel from Kandora. Their website opens with working today for a brighter and better tomorrow. For over 30 years, Kandora is the positive change serving Edmontonians living in Beverly, Abbotsfield and Rundle area. By providing community-based programs, we strive every day to end the isolation of poverty and reach out to those in need. FAD has been talking with local agencies to learn about the resources that are available to the disability community, and I thank Kendora for coming on the podcast to discuss resources this organization provides. Together, we hold the power. Please welcome Rebecca. Can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Hey, thank you so much for having me, Teresa and Vad. I appreciate it so much. My name is Rebecca Steinhubel. I'm the marketing manager at the Kendora Society of Edmonton been here for just a little bit over a year. Lots of changes going on and exciting things upcoming. We're actually in the middle of our 35th anniversary year. We're kind of one foot in 2023, one foot in 2024. So a lot of exciting things coming up and some growth in our program. So I'm excited to chat with you today. Perfect. I have a few questions about Kandora to gather information for our listeners. And to start with, we'll ask, who is Kandora as an organization? So Kandora actually started with a need in the community uh, for women who wanted to kind of get out of their shells, get out of their homes uh, and help support the community and see the vibrancy in it. And so that's kind of carried through. And up until today, we cater mostly to women, children and families in that Northeast Edmonton area you mentioned uh, in your intro. And that's with different programs and services, all the way from adult learning programs to parented uh, programs, family and community events, and just really a safe place where people can come and access resources, talk to a resource worker, get involved in a program, maybe get involved in volunteering and giving back to the community. And it's all about, um, yeah, that piece of really breaking the isolation of poverty. Nice. Can you give some history about your organization for us? Yeah, so it was started um, in 1988 by a couple of women. One, I believe, uh, was from the city of Edmonton and one was from a, a Grant McEwen program. And they were looking at areas in Edmonton that maybe needed some extra support and some extra resources. And they found the, the Beverly community and kind of made their home here. And after canvassing the neighborhood in the area, it was very apparent that the community wanted to be involved in this and wanted to kind of build this up and make it their own. So it's a very grassroots community organization. It remains so today, 35 years later. 
And it all began with, yeah, that that want for uh, women to kind of get out into the workforce, get out into the community. So we were able to employ some women right off the bat into um, our newly incorporated community org uh, back in the late 80s. And then it really it became a home, I think, for a lot of people and for a lot of women and children and families. And we kind of have carried on those traditions. We have some very long-standing employees. Uh, we actually just had a big uh, staff reunion, which was really amazing to see all of these faces come together in one place. We had four generations of executive directors there, three generations of accountants there. So I, I think that's just a testament that once you kind of join Candora, it's it's hard to leave. You're you're in there in, in some capacity and you want to stay in touch. So yeah, just always been building that community and that sense of belonging, which is really important. And we went through, as many people did uh, through the pandemic, it was really difficult, right? Because our mandate is really being questioned uh, at that point of how do you pull people out of isolation when the world is asking people to isolate. <laughs> so we made it through, um, thankfully, as many uh, other organizations did. And uh, we are kind of, yeah, trying to get really get back to that grassroots, really get back to that connected community uh, as we move forward and with these uh, 35th year celebrations. Mm-hmm. Do you know which month you were incorporated in? I want to say April. I feel like it was the spring. So that that's when we made it official. Don't quote me on that. I may get flack from our from our uh, alumni. <laughs> How does Kendora help people in the community? So a lot of ways, I think, and it's really been a beautiful organization to kind of grow and and be a part of over this last year because there are a lot of changes um, as the community grows, the needs change. So currently, uh, again, like I said, focusing on uh, women, children, and families. So those are programs like maybe parented programs. So Baby and Me, Crawlers and Cruisers, things like that, where the whole family can come out and get involved. Maybe parent or caregiver support groups. So uh, we're really proud of our neurodivergent uh, parenting coffee chat, where parents can come and just get the the support and encouragement they need with their kiddos. And then there's other things like our community lunch. So that's a weekly thing that we've been running for decades where the community can come out, get connected, have a nice hot meal. And it's just something that's always there, always be stagnant. And then our adult learning programs, um, which are kind of our flagship programs um, with the employment preparation, uh, their English language learning and the financial literacy element. So we've got a lot going on, uh, including our resource center as well. So we try to break it up uh, the best that we can when we talk about it, but you can pretty much be rest assured that if you come through our doors, you will be supported in some way. You kind of touched on this already, but what are some projects that Kendora has done in the community? Yeah, so community lunch, I think, would be a big one, um, a long-standing one for sure. We actually just launched a new social venture. It's called Auntie Bev's Frozen Meals, and that is for our employment preparation students. So through the employment prep program, they actually go through unpaid and paid work placements with the hope that they will end up with a job at the end of the program. And 
With the students coming in, they often have little to no work experience. So as much as we can teach them in the classroom, it's really hard to then send them out into the the working world, which may be different from what they're used to. They may be newcomer families, so this may be a whole new market for them. So we thought we'd try and fill some gaps and uh, add in some skills. So that's where the Antibev's Frozen Meals uh, social venture came from. So this is a program where the students can come, they can help with prep, they can help with ordering the food, making the menu, packaging the food, marketing, advertising, customer service. So really uh, honing those skills before we send them out into roles into our community And that program can also help us fill uh, gaps and needs in the community as well, where we are finding that people are, you know, looking for something alternative to the the food that they are normally consuming and food prices are going up so much. People are so busy. And so we really wanted to, yeah, be able to provide something both for the community and for our employment prep students. So that's probably one of our most recent projects and exciting projects to date. I'd love for you to try them sometime. (laughs) I'm up for that. (laughs) It says, please share your thoughts on how Kandora contributes to the disability community to help better people's lives. Yeah, that's a great question and something I've kind of been mulling over because it's certainly something that has come up over the last, I would say, six months when we're doing our community feedback nights and and doing our listening campaigns and things like that, um, is that people are more and more looking for services like that. And so we are doing our best to at least when people come in seeking services, if there's not something that we can help provide them with, that's when we introduce our partners like that, like other organizations in the community that that may be more well-equipped. So we like to do a warm handoff if we can, uh, if we can't offer the services. But otherwise, we do have a community resource worker. They all kind of uh, specialize in different areas. So we do actually have a resource worker who specializes in disabilities. So they are our our go-to for any kind of individuals looking for specific support. Our community definitely is one that is, I would say, lacking in like an actual physical standalone space that that is where we can go for support. Our our specific small community, of course, you guys are in the greater Edmonton and can help all across the province. So it's something that we are definitely looking at with our partner organizations is how we can better be there and look out for and give a hand up to our people with disabilities. So there's different things that we have done and that we can continue to do. We've had individuals like in our preschool program who need um, an assistant or assistance throughout the program. So they're obviously more than welcome to come. We don't have any stipulations or anything on which kind of children can enter our doors. So we are, we do try to be as inclusive as possible and we will make those changes kind of with the families on a case by case basis as we go. We're very open to learning more, to exploring more and how we can be more outwardly supporting the community of people with disabilities. Throw a plug in for VAD there. We have Michelle, who is our education coordinator that could come out and do the disability awareness presentations for newcomers or anything like that. She has a team of people with lived experiences and they do a free presentation on myths 
dress and etiquette and so on. And then Sam is our accessibility coordinator and she could help you with accessible inclusivity, everything from built environment to websites to tips on how to host an event. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. Absolutely. We would be extremely open to that. Back to you. Tell us how does someone get a hold of you at Kendora? Yeah, absolutely. So we're open Monday to Friday, pretty typical hours, nine to four, just closed uh, through the lunch hour. So you're more than welcome to stop by. Uh, People drop into our resource center all the time. So that's uh, number 262-3210-118th Avenue. That's the second floor of the Riverview Crossing building. Drop in any time. You can also give our receptionist a call, 780-474-5011 or email reception, uh, reception at kandorasociety.com. We're also all over social media. I try to keep our presence up as much as possible. So just at the Kandora Society, wherever you uh, wherever you scroll mindlessly, we'll be there. We have a website, of course, www.kandora.ca. I lag to mention that because it is very much under construction right now. So hopefully it will be done very soon and it will be much easier and much more accessible for people to scroll through because right now I do apologize. It's a bit of a mess. <laughs> Tell us an interesting fact about Kendora that everyone should know. Mm, this is maybe a good one. I think this is really cool and not a lot of uh, organizations can maybe say the same, but we actually employ a lot of students and past participants from our programs. So I would say a good chunk, like probably at least 50% of our staff is either um, from past programs. So like adult learning programs or even other parented programs. And they just liked what we did and we found a place for them um, or very integrated into the community, former volunteers, things like that. So it's very cool to have a staff so involved and so connected um, to the community and and to the the people that we're serving, right? Thank you again for your time and energy today, Rebecca. Kendora's support of the community is of value to all. Is there anything else you want to say today that I haven't asked you? I don't think so. I just, <laughs> we're always here. So don't hesitate to reach out and thank you so much for your time. And yeah, I hope we can stay connected and do some more soon. Awesome. Voice of Albertans with Disabilities is a cross-disability nonprofit organization of and for people with disabilities, and we thank you again for joining today's podcast. We are guided by the principles of accessibility, equity, and inclusion. You can learn more about VAD services on our website at vadsociety.ca or call us at 780-488-9088 for more information. If you have a topic you would like to hear more about in a podcast, please email myself at vad@vadsociety.ca with topic ideas, speaker suggestions, or your feedback. Signing off for the day, together we hold the power.